Hello fellow safety and health professional and welcome to another podcast in a series of podcasts based on an article in Safety and Health magazine that's all about you. Let me give you some advice. When we hear those words we tend to start a mode of thinking which psychologists call egocentric advice discounting. Which means we don't like and then ignore what we hear next. Unsolicited Advice is like swallowing a sour pill. It may be good for you, but it's an unpleasant experience. Why don't we like it? One reason, we didn't ask for it. Another is because we usually feel we don't need it. Our instinct tells us we know the best way to do what we're doing, whatever that is. I wouldn't be doing it this way if that weren't the case. I used to be horrible at taking advice, especially in my early 20s. Aren't we all? I'm not saying I'm brilliant at it now, but I have learned to appreciate and objectively evaluate advice, whether I ask for it or not. Well, why should you work on getting better at taking advice? It's because you cannot objectively evaluate your behavior. It's impossible. Yes, you may be able to realize a personal weakness or a chink in your performance and the more self-aware you are, The better you are at knowing yourself and what you do and don't do, but you still see it subjectively, no matter who you are, because it's about you. Even when I think I've given a premiere performance, it was a perfect talk. If it gets taped and my manager, Michelle, and friend sees it, she'll give me advice, painfully. Sometimes it's about changing something I thought was a highlight of the talk, but she's usually right. If you want to get better at reacting to advice, here are a few tips. Listen before you judge. As soon as we realize someone is giving us advice, we tend to evaluate what they are telling us rather than just absorb what the person is saying. It's not easy to listen objectively to critical advice, especially if it's something that elicits strong feelings. If you create a safety process that you're proud of, and someone tells you it needs improvement, you'll tend to think of a comeback to prove the person is wrong. We do it all the time. Maybe they are. But what if the changes the person recommends would improve the process? My wife is my best and toughest critic. I used to interrupt her soon after she started recommending I change something I do during my talks to justify why I do it. Well, I did that, honey, because of this. I have to do, you know, whatever. Now I try, it's not easy, but I try to let her finish her counsel and ruminate over the advice for a bit before I respond. Objectively listening is always helpful, whether you take the advice or not. Don't take it personally. Sometimes advice comes in a form that can feel like an insult. You're never out in the field, so you don't care about our safety. You should get out into the plant more. That's not an uncommon expression by employees towards safety and health professionals. I know that from personal experience during my consulting work with companies who have troubled safety culture. I'll, during surveys and other times, employees will say that about the safety professionals on the site or working for the company. All right, maybe you should go out in the field more. Maybe not, 
But the part about you not caring about people's safety is probably wrong. Yes, it sounds like a personal insult, but you have control over how much you let it bother you. Any insult, you always do. And realize that the person may be frustrated and doesn't truly believe you don't care about his or her safety. He is just or she is just trying to express something that they feel that is a problem with the safety culture and in this case, perhaps the safety department. Ask other people. During my Spice It Up seminar, I coach attendees about their platform skills. About half of the seminar is on that. Though my observations are usually accurate, if you say, um, a lot, I'll notice it. And I'm probably correct in saying that you say, um, more often than you should. But I still recommend that the, each one of my attendees confer with their coworkers who see them present about what I said. I tell them it's best to ask somebody who they trust and know well to give them a second opinion. You see, because if one person tells you to make a change or that they give you advice, it proves some but doesn't prove much. They could be wrong. It could be their subjective opinion, of course. However, when several people, or at least two, suggest the same thing, we should seriously consider the advice. For example, Somebody said to you, you need to get out in the plant more. That may be true, but it doesn't have near as much credence as when several people express the same sentiment. You know, if seven people in the maintenance shop say, how come I never see you in the field? That may be a perception you need to consider as something you perhaps should change in your behavior. Professional golfers have coaches who give them counsel on their game. Yet, no doubt, the professional golfer is better at the sport than their coach. I'm sure Tiger Woods, any coaches he had when he was in his prime, could beat them every time they played, pretty much. But, the golfer realizes that an objective view from someone who is trying to help them get better at their sport is necessary if they want to improve. The same holds true for the skills we need to perform at our best as safety and health professionals. We need and should welcome advice whether we ask for it or not.